It's Training Camp 2023. Great Range Premium Bison presents The Drive. Let's go. Oh, man, what a beauty day. So glad you're listening. Be back with Nate Jackson. KJ, look at, look at that guy Drew wearing a... It's, it's not green. It's sort of green. It's like day glow olive. That's not right. What would you? What color would you call that, Drew? I mean, it's bright. It's one of your better shirts. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, kind of a aqua green, aqua, maybe. Aqua, yeah, aqua, aqua. Yeah. Drew, did good. you do this as a child? At school, were you the kid with the weird shirts? Uh, yeah. Did you get like uh, grief for it? No, not at all. No, because I was always the bigger kid in school. I mean, come on, look at me. I'm six four, two fifty. I know oh, that's that's me. my favorite <laughs> thing about <laughs> you because you've got kind of a big beard. Uh-huh. You're a big dude. And you just wear these, like, really weenie shirts. <laughs> no. Weenie? Come on. They're, like, bright. They're, uh, they're summery. They're fun. I know. You're, yeah. you're the least. It's like a Mai Tai. On the surface, you're the least looking party on fella. Right. But those are the clothes that you wear. Yeah. He must be he must be an animal on the weekends. Can you you can imagine what happens there? Frank the tank. Let me tell you something. So good no one golfs lips. more than Drew on the weekends. I'm no telling you. This Drew. this oh, this no. guy, Are man. Yeah, things get things get loud and rowdy on the uh on the back patio on the weekends, I can tell you that much. You realize Brandon Stokely yeah, works in this say, radio station, yeah. right? I don't golf as much as Stoke does. Who does? Rory McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Troy Rank will join us here in about 10 minutes to go over the news of the day. I've been having some deep thoughts about Russell Wilson, some super deep thoughts, and I'll share them as we go. Uh, news from the day. <laughs> well, they, they cut Fabroni. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They didn't cut him. There's, there's a long snapper competition going on right now. And they cut Elliot Fry. So, <laughs> and guess what? Guess what Brett Maher did today? At the end of the two-minute drive with Russell Wilson. Dialed it. <laughs> 59-yarder. With a room to spare. Yeah. I mean, that would have been good from, I don't know, dude, 65, 70. I mean, I'm not joking. He drilled it. <laughs> drilled it. Drilled it. Yeah. And I felt good for him. I feel bad for Elliot Fry because he really actually got hurt. So... <laughs> You're in this kick pseudo kicking competition, and you get injured. You can't even see it out, and they're just like, bye bye. Yeah, the most expendable athlete in the world is an injured kicker. Like they don't even give him a day to get healthy. It's no. just like, see ya. Gave him a little settlement, maybe. He, he did wave injured. Yeah. So yeah. you get what? Do, what do you get when when it's like that? Twenty dollar bill and a bus ticket. <laughs> can't be that bad. Garbage bag. Yeah, man. Garbage, so. The garbage bag to clean out your lockers. It can't, I mean, if you're... Um, it's the doozy. If you're Jabroni, the snapper, you can't be feeling too good about your lot in life. Snapping competition, man. A snapping competition. Yeah. How, how would that actually go? Well, whoever snaps better wins, man. Uh, how do you even tell? Well, I mean, it's accuracy. It's, a, it's just accuracy and velocity, really. Okay, so they, yeah. they put a stopwatch to it later on or yeah. something. There's ways to measure. There's also, you know, the... Ways to measure everything. There's the field goal snap, and then there's the punt snap. Okay. So so one's at seven, eight yards, one's at 15. So they're different different kinds of snaps. I do wonder, and I didn't even think about it, but, you know, Maher got a kick blocked. Is it possible 
that the snap was less than adequate, which caused him to line drive it, which caused it to get eh, blocked. Sure, but yes, but it's not it's not always going to be perfect. No, I get it. You know. I get it. Um, you know. And I know you remember Brandon McManus last year threw his threw his boys under the bus. Wanted yeah. to clarify to some Twitter trolls why he missed the kick. So he posted a video, <laughs> zoomed in, and said, "Make sure you pay attention to this bad hold." <laughs> I wonder why he got released. The greatest thing is um uh, Zach buys notebook on Jerry Ju- Judy, and your relentless uh, pursuit of uh, watching over Brandon McManus. Well, no, the hand wringing over like one I, one bad preseason game for the kickers, like oh that Brandon McManus thing not looking good now, huh? There it is. Wow, there it is. He there made is. his bed. There it is. He did this to himself. That's why he's not here. He is a better kicker than Brett Maher. He is. Oh but wow! He, so you're you're the uh, voice in the wilderness screaming about, hey, it was a good thing to get rid of Brandon. McManus. Of course it was. You had to. It's a culture shift. Boy, man. you you really are again going against the the no the stream. Wow. The str- from one from one preseason game, D Mac. The reaction from almost everybody was like, "What are the Broncos thinking? This is risky." You know. Yeah, and it. when has a a, a, rea- a Twitter reaction been overblown before? Okay, look, man, right. that that, right. that that game doesn't matter, man. I gotcha. That game doesn't matter. I gotcha. Did Brandon McMahon, how did he do in that first preseason game? I actually don't know. Oh. How, how did he do? He missed four PATs. No, he did not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Well, I felt good for Maher today. I mean, it was it was a two-minute drive. The scenario was they were down three. It really wasn't that fluid for the offense. It was okay. You know, it was kind of an okay day for them. Yeah. And you just got stuck with this, like, holy cow. Well, I guess we're going to see this through. I didn't even know if they would do it. It was so far away because it was three seconds. You're down by three. Here you go. You're out of timeouts. And uh, Maher lined up. And I'm like, this could be ugly. And you know what? This is why this guy's got the job in the NFL. I mean, drilling a 59-yarder with room to spare, I don't care if it's at altitude. That is a, that's a hard thing to do in any scenario. And yeah. he, he got it done. But, Nate, there's a difference, of course, between the old uh, practice and the game. And yeah. um, we got another. I guess he'll be the only kicker uh, against the uh, Niners this weekend. Yep. Sean Payton did say in the press conference that they're looking at you know other teams. Mm-hmm. And there could be another kicker they bring in. you got to remember the kicker they had. In New Orleans for an extended period of time, Lutz. he tells the story about another coach on another team calling him at the end of training camp and saying, "Hey, we got a guy. We're going to cut. You yeah. might like him." Yeah. Well, the rumor out there today was that Lutz may become available. Oh. Like there may be a situation with him that this guy that Peyton's told the story about may actually be available again. As Lutz would have it. <laughs> oh, but um, you know what I didn't like about Brett Maher? The look on his face before he kicked the, the, those field goals. He he looked. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? Um, the look on Brett Meyer's face in the game. Yeah, really. Yeah, you could tell. Not yeah, a little, really? a little doubt, a little little fear. I don't want that. I'm kidding. You could tell that just sure. uh, on the you know. All right, that's the stuff that analytics can't teach you, Dmac. No, no, no. That, that's for sure. And that's why when you are a head coach and you're deciding should I let this guy kick the 59 yarder or not, and he's looking at you like this. <laughs> you say no. You go for it on fourth and five. Yeah. Well, and uh, just to confirm your point, uh, BMAC did not kick for Jacksonville. Uh, four two-point conversion. They don't trust them. No. Listen. They don't trust them. If you don't need to work on extra points in preseason games. 
So is Sean Payton stupid for kicking an extra point? I think you should always go for two in every preseason game. I don't, don't know. Wait, you don't need to work on the operation of the PAT to see if you're good. Brett Maher missed no. four of them in one game. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's not on the operation. I mean, you work on the operation all the time. Did you break down the intricacies of those okay, misses? Okay, you tell me what's a more important play to work on, an extra point or a possible two-point conversion. Which operation do you need to get dialed in in a practice game? Well, I mean, a two-point conversion is just a play from scrimmage. Okay. Right? And all you right. do that all practice long. Well, but now you're in a game situation right. where they're trying to stop you. Right. Extra points <laughs> have moved back 15 yards. Dude, if you've got to practice extra points, and that is somehow superior than working on your two-point conversion. you got to do both, D-Mac. Yeah, you can do a little of one and a lot more. Do you know the Broncos haven't even worked on goal line yet at all this entire training camp? That's curious. Not one time. Yeah, that's 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 unusual. Well, I, I get it. That's why I'm pointing it out. But so, so you're saying you work on the two-point conversions, just never work on goal line, which is basically the same thing. No. Uh, Sean Payton explained, which I like. How many times do you do goal line all year? Yeah, like 12. He, <laughs> he said. said 12. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but then you go back to their last game. How many goal line situations were there? One. It was a two-point conversion. I mean, that was it. One in the entire game. So, okay, maybe he's got a fair point. How many times are you in a two-minute drill? At the end of every half, and at the end of a lot of games, if not most. So that would be 34. Pretty good reason to work on that more than goal line. More than, but you would not assume exclusively. that. Yeah, right. I, you I, would assume that they would have worked on goal line. Dude, at I was surprised today wasn't that day. Yeah. I was surprised today wasn't that day. Hey, did we get an update on P.J. Locke? Do we know anything more about P.J. Locke who went out today? Peyton says he's going to be fine. Wow. That's all he says. He's gonna he says he's going to be fine? He says he's just be fine. like that? Yeah, just says he's going to be fine. Okay, well, all right. I mean, he twisted his foot. They were doing, um, well, maybe you can describe what they were doing. It, was, it, it wasn't just one-on-one. It was two-on-twos, on two. two essentially, yeah. yeah. So they, they would do like, you know, typically they have nine-on-seven on one end of the field, and that's a running drill with none of the DBs, none of the receivers. The receivers and DBs are on the other side doing one-on-ones. But today they did like a two-on-two, so they had uh, two receivers split out to the right, mm-hmm. and they were working a kind of combo routes and two defensive backs covering them. So it's a lot easier to get open that way. It's not as not as isolated as a one-on-one rep. A lot um, of crossing patterns, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, and you know, when you do crossing patterns, you can run into people. And I guess... Uh-oh. Well, what is Sean Payton thinking, D-Mac? I don't know. Ah, this Today's guy doesn't practice, know what he's doing. So he goes down, and he's, he slammed his helmet down. Like... Tim Patrick slammed his helmet down, too. Do you remember Tim Patrick's reaction? Yeah. I mean, it was like, I'm hurt. They got the cart. He had a hard time walking in. If Sean Payton's saying, hey, you know, he'll be fine, it's like, okay. Okay, Sean. It it didn't look good to get carted off and then barely be able to walk into the building. Yeah. Football players are used to getting up get back in the huddle. And so the fact that he had to be carted off, that's a bad Yeah, nobody wants to get carted off. No. No, at all costs, you don't want to get carted off. Meanwhile, you saw Brandon Johnson back in the mix, at least rehabbing, as well as McGlinchey. Okay, Justin Simmons is still over with the rehab guys. Mm. While Sertan was fine, uh, Cortland Sutton was back with the team, but did you notice he wasn't working in the two-minute drill and other team drills? They weren't working Cortland Sutton in. I have no problem with that. I don't either. He's just... He tweaked his, like, hip or something. There's something. Well, in the game, he ran a route. The ball didn't go to him, but he was out split wide on the left, and he mm-hmm. ran a route, and he came up a little 
a little gimpy. Yeah. And he was like holding his hip, and he kind of limped off the field. So, I think Cortland Sutton's been a, not a surprise of camp because you he's the highest paid receiver in that room, making eighteen million dollars a year. But a lot of people had written Cortland Sutton off, no doubt about it. And uh, he clearly took that to heart, put on some weight, um, has gotten stronger. Of course, another year removed from the ACL. So I think Cortland Sutton is a priority for these guys to have as you know a potential number one, number two receiver. I don't know who's going to be Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton as the number one, but I think it could be Cortland Sutton. Our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. Troy Rank of Denver 7 joins us, presented by ROX, Rocks Heating and Air. Big takeaways from today, Troy. Well, you guys covered it. The offense wasn't as sharp as it's been in other practices. But one thing that I noticed and I asked Sean Payton about after practice, Greg Dulcich the last couple of days has really popped on passes over you know, on the seam. We're seeing his speed and how he can be a mismatch in the middle of the field. And Payton said that you know there's going to be a package of plays for him. How much he plays will probably, and Nate knows this, but depend largely on can he become a serviceable blocker so he's not giving away a play every time he's in. But Peyton explained it. The reason we hadn't maybe seen him more is they're just doing install little by little, and now basically they're kind of running across plays that fit him. But that jumped out, and we had some healthy guys back. Obviously, Pastor Tan back at practice. And Javante Williams looked good, and he's going to play on Saturday. Okay, Troy, how do you see this wide receiver room shaping out? Because, um, you know, there's two more preseason games. This next one you'll see some starters for maybe the first half. But the third preseason game, you're you're not probably not going to see any starters. There's a lot of receivers who can make a claim that they belong on this 53-man roster. Who do you think is going to make it? Well, Judy, for me, is the one followed closely by Sutton. Now, you mentioned it. Sutton's had a nice camp. He looks much closer to 2019 Cortland Sutton than he did the player he was the last couple of years. I mean, he only had two touchdowns in his last 26 games. And then in camp, he's catching the ball over the middle a lot. He just looks much better than he did. They're a lock. Obviously, Marvin Mims is a lock to make the roster. He's, if, if not in some of the receiving games, he's certainly going to be on punt and kick return. And then it gets interesting then with Kendall Hinton, Marquez Callaway, Brandon Johnson. Johnson's still out with an ankle. Mm-hmm. I think Brandon Johnson makes it if he shows he's healthy. If not this week, he might have to play in week three. And then it becomes, you keep Callaway and Hinton. Can you have room for both? Uh, at that point, Montreal, Washington, there's probably not room for him. Probably not room for Taylor Grant. Practice squad guys. But you keep an eye on the Callaway-Brandon Johnson battle. Johnson was clearly ahead, but then he sprained his ankle. And he's on the second week. He's having to miss practice. So he may not. You know, I'm not sure how that's going to finish up with him. So Callaway might have to sneak onto the roster that way. Had um, an interesting conversation with the Muggles in the tent. Why not stop messing around and just make Greg Dulcich a slot receiver? <laughs> I swear that was a conversation going on. Who are the Muggles saying that? Troy was one of them. He was right how, there. Does he have that James skill Palmer. set? James Palmer was another. A slot receiver. How often does Travis? What does that mean? Uh, just he's a slot receiver. But That's he's a it. tight end. So he's a body that you're going to, you're not going to call him a slot receiver as a defense. You base your defense on the personnel that comes in. Well, you can call him whatever you want, I suppose. But, okay. you know, whatever role. Like, why even mess around with him bothering to be in any kind of blocking schemes? I mean, how often is Kelsey out just, you know, as a slot receiver? Troy? Yeah, I mean, Kelsey lines up in the slot. They move him around everywhere. Now, he's he's the outlier. He is a receiver playing tight end, but he's just, again, he's functional 
blocking enough to where you can keep him in and not know obviously the ball is going to him. I mean, he's big, he'd be big for a slot receiver. I, I, I would say this because they need offense, and he's clearly one of their best pass catchers. Mm-hmm. He's got great hands, and he has really good speed in the middle of the field. I would just look for ways to line him up inside. I don't know that slot consistently would work. I just don't know because they want to run the football. And so can you do it with a double tight end with Manhurst and then Dulcich can be in and you're not giving away the play? I, I like I, – but I like the Give idea – Give away the play. Uh, D-Mac. Who cares? I, I mean, I like the idea of trying it and seeing what it looks like. I just – I'd have to see it. I just I, – I love the idea of getting the ball – to play to playmakers and Dulcich to me is a playmaker and Peyton has an offensive mind that he doesn't seem to be real rigid about things so when he says he has a package of plays for him maybe that's part of it a couple of times he's going to line up in the slot and they could have Troutman, Manhurts and Dulcich in the game. Exactly I mean would you rather have listen man I've just seen him make plays and I got nothing against Kendall Hinton but I just think Dulcich is a bigger nightmare as a matchup now, he's probably not going to have that game-breaking slot receiver, some sort of explosive skill. But look how many plays he actually does make during training camp. I mean, so what? Put him out there. Have Manhurts in as well. He's just a big slot receiver. Why, he, why is that so funny? He has to be able to block. He has to be to a be tight able. end. No, to also be that big you know, slot receiver tight end guy. Because if you put him out there, and then they put a nickel package out there mm-hmm. to respond to him being a quote-unquote slot receiver, that's a perfect play to run the ball on because the personnel is weak on their side to stop the run. So run the ball. Oh, then block. You have to prove that you can block. The only answer right. for Greg Dulcich, the only answer for him in this offense, in my opinion, is to become a better blocker. He has to put some good blocks on tape. He absolutely has to have a block that works, where they go behind him and run off for 12 yards off of a good block. We haven't seen that yet out of Greg Dulcich, and hopefully his coach is drilling that in him every single day. Troy? Yeah, I mean, Nate's right in that you you could do it as an experiment once in a while, but the way Peyton wants to have running as part of their DNA, whether it's Troutman, whether it's Dulcich, one of those two guys, they have to be functional blocking. And that might just be getting in the way. I mean, I watched Shannon Sharp teach himself how to become a functional blocker. No one would ever consider Shannon a great blocker, right, right. but you could trust him on the backside of plays to just move his feet and get in the way. And and the thing about Dulcich, he's willing. He is willing, but at some point, it has to be more consistent. Otherwise, he is just going to be a guy that comes in on third and eight. And it's just going to be where it's already an obvious passing down, so he's in. I would just hate to see him typecast like that because I think there's so much more there. But in this offense specifically, to have a bigger role, at some point he's going to have to become serviceable blocking. Often the practice today was kind of odd to me because I don't think they were going 100% guys all the time. But some of the times they were. It was. It felt like a, a mixed bag. I don't know if you got that same impression too, Nate, Troy, about the pace that they were going today. Well, I mean, they were doing like it was – there was times and periods that were like semi-walkers, so I get what you're saying. Even at the end, like the, before we've had endings that were really spirited and then sometimes they're just, okay, these are just really choreographed walkthroughs. Yeah. But I think part of it's the pace of camp, even though, they're, you know, Peyton has said it's a race to get ready. He has a reason for everything, and I think at times he slows practice down for teaching. That's what it looks like. Yeah. When I talk to players afterward, some of that is like, hey, 
We're going to slow this down, slow the mind down, slow the body down so we can listen here and get some teaching moments in. And that's why I'm curious. Normally preseason, let's be honest, it's not something you remember. But Peyton is such – he puts so much emphasis on teaching with his coaching staff. I want to see the improvement from week one to week two because that's what we never saw from Hackett. For all the issues with Hackett, he has, every week would say, oh, it's on me, it's on me, we're going to fix it, it's on me. And nothing ever changed. And with Peyton, he prides himself so much on teaching, I would just expect the offensive line and the special teams to be significantly better this week because this is the week. They're going to play two quarters probably, if maybe even come out after halftime. This is the week to show, like, okay, we got some traction here. All right. Appreciate it, Troy Rank, presented by ROX, Rocks Heating and Air. Troy Rank of Denver 7. You agree with Troy on that? Uh, that we should see some improvement in the second week? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, look, and the, the, the pace of practice today was kind of on, off, on, off, that sort of sort Yeah, a little bit. It's the, the dog days of training camp, the very end. Who knows what they're trying to get out of. You, you know, we're not privy to those meetings. We don't know what they're trying to accomplish for certain certain periods, certain plays. You know what Sean Payton loves to do? I would love to hear the impression of it is uh, he does love to gather everybody together. I think it, in virtually every single practice, have you noticed that? Yeah. That there is a moment or sometimes two where yep. he really does get everybody together. Yep. What, what do you think he's telling them? Well, there's a situation that comes up, and he <laughs> listen, we're going to, when you see the guy, look, that whole stuff. I mean. All that stuff? All that stuff. <laughs> the, the, the question is, are the guys getting it? You know, and I think they are. I think they are. I think it's really cool to have a coach who bring, breaks it down, tells you the big picture, because mm. when you're when you're an offensive player in particular, you are learning your job, your rule. What do I do on this yeah, play? Yeah, that is a lot of big picture stuff. Yeah. And that's good. I like to hear that. But, but at the same time, is that confusing you because you are you can't even remember your own thing? And I then the know. big thing, and it's like, ah. Dude, it was... They were working um, offensive line, defensive line, and the defensive line was just the depth the Broncos have at offensive line is not great. And the D line was just killing them. I mean, just, I mean, snap after snap. And I was like, man, that is not good. And sure enough, there were some fisticuffs and pushing and yelling because I get it. You know, if you're getting your butt kicked, right, as an offensive lineman, you know, you gotta fight back. Well, at some point, yeah. You know, and and so that moment did happen, like kind of a big scrum. You could sort of feel it coming, um, and then Peyton got them all together. And I'm gonna guess he gave him a, you know, look, listen, guys. I know you're hot. I know it's look. It's like when you're a kid and you're out on the playground, and there's players, and relative to other players, are students who are trying to be players, and they're on the they're on the monkey bars. And they've had their turn, and they jump in front of you again, and what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Go on the slide. Go on the slide. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. I have some bold thoughts on Russell Wilson. Bold thoughts on our guy, Russell Wilson. I'll give it to you next. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to take a stand. Everybody, everybody, I didn't say it made sense. Come take my hand, come take my hand. We'll walk this road together through the storm. I'm going to be on my bike later today. What kind of bike you 
10 speed? I got a couple more speeds than just 10. Right. A nice little Trek. Trek makes some good bikes, man. I had a Trek, I had a Trek uh, beach cruiser in when I lived uh, near the beach. Well, that's a, you know, that's a good thing to have. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. It's the right time of day. I like riding to camp. You know, it's funny. Oh, you ride it to camp? I do yeah, every day. Do they have a bike, like a bike, like a stand for you to, no, park it? Yeah. Like bike locks or like. Well, I have my own lock, but there's. No, a, the bike. Yeah. What do you call it? A bike stand? A bike stand. Yeah. Do they have one of those? Yeah. Were there any other bikes there? No. No. There's never anybody. I'm, not, I'm always the only one. <laughs> I got it to myself. I know exactly where it is. Yeah. It's right. Like when you're walking in and they, they have those little games for the kids. Like the cone drill or whatever those little games are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, it's right there. It's a little like, bike stand. Like, by the time you get there, how bad do you smell? Oh, I'm awful. <laughs> it's brutal. Like, nobody wants to talk to me today. It's I don't, weird. I can't blame people for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I definitely don't shower at the facility, the no. facility. You learned your lesson. I did learn my lesson. Boy, people will not let that one go. I get reminded about that one quite often. I don't think they should let that go. I they're, think. they're not. Just uh, rest assured, I get reminded of it on a daily basis. Yeah, that behavior is a bit strange. It was open. It yeah. was available. There was nothing to say, don't do it. There's a lot of things you can do in the mm. world that I mean, you shouldn't. I don't think I was breaking any laws or anything. Boy, that gate came down pretty quick after that was done. You know, yeah. They do have a gate to prevent you from going. Oh, is that right? There's a gate. You scarred uh, everyone who... I uh, ruined it for everybody, but that yeah. was last year. Yeah. Now I just go in stinky and just sort of deal with it. I was watching Russ today, and I'm listening to Mark. This is an influenced and inspired by Mark Schlereth. And they, they're not sure what to do, Mike and Mark, in the morning. They, they don't really know where they're at. <laughs> they're confused because they don't really know whether to really embrace Russ or make fun of people that are, you know, the chicken little sort of thing. The Zoakley Show has a much, much more balanced approach to, to Russell Wilson than Mike and Mark. The stuff that Brandon and Zach are saying in terms of what they're seeing on a day-to-day basis is is really, like, way more fair than Mike and Mark. So I really don't know where Mike and Mark are coming from with what their belief is, and maybe it's just, you know... To be contrary to, you know, common sense. Who knows what they're doing. But what Mark said, he explained, like, why people don't like Russ. Why why, why do you think people don't like Russ? Because he didn't play well here. And he really beat his chest on the way in and, and was telling everyone how great it was going to be. And uh, when you create that, that sort of energy on your entrance and then you lay a big fat egg, yeah. people are going to be like, oh, no, you were full of it. Actually, that was all hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah, you, yeah. Uh, hey, fourth Lombardi trophy, it's coming. Mark, come. Mark, Mark said essentially the same thing. Russ isn't real. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, maybe that is it. And I was talking to somebody who has friends in Seattle. I think it was Andrew Mason, actually. And there's all this, like, we can't stand Russ sort of vibe still up there in Seattle. But I do wonder if this is just because you don't like that kind of Russ. Like, there's so many versions of this dude that are super likable. It feels like you're biting your lip a little bit. No, no, no. Uh, What are those versions that are super likable? Husband Russ. What's wrong wrong with that? Have you ever been his wife? How do you know 
that that's a likable version. Well, his first wife would probably have an answer than his second wife. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, second wife seems pretty happy with everything. Do you know anybody who puts out things online about what a great husband they are? Man, I thought that was a layup for me just to go with husband Russ, but you're, the you're making me question it. The performative aspect of look at me and my family online thing, I never really... All right, bought that. See, that's that's the phony Russ. That's the that's Look. the cringe Russ. That's what people don't like. I think that's that's the main thing people don't like is cringe Russ. So I, I suppose it's in the eye of the beholder who cringe Russ is. Yeah, but on the surface, he looks like a pretty good husband. I think he's on a the, good guy. I think he's a really nice guy. Seems like a good dad. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yep. they got kid number four on the way. They're third together. Kid number four in total. They look like they're a pretty happy family. I mean, you're. I guess they I look get, like they're happy. I get, I get what you're saying because they're know. smiling in the photos, right? Well, it's not just that. I mean, they're out at practice and right. All right, man, man, you're making me question that. I thought that was the easy part. Stop it. I, right, KJ? Are you? You know, you see what he's <laughs> what doing? What are you doing? What? All I'm saying is like, what are you saying? I don't know, man. All right, here, you know what I'm saying. Do you Sorry. post fic, do you post photos of you and your wife online online and talk about how much you love her and how great it's been in the last 30, 365 days were the best three hundred sixty five days uh, the, of your life or you know barely better than the ones before that and every day is better with your wife Nate, and that's Nate, Nate look at me look at me look at me <laughs> do you think we're posting pictures of this oh come on under any circumstances whatsoever. You know what I'm saying, right? Uh, we don't do that. Me and my wife don't do that, right. but we know plenty of people who because do. Because you have a healthy relationship. Yeah, we don't really feel like it's necessary, and we don't really solicit and want that feedback. It doesn't right. matter to us. Although right. we're certainly proud of our kids, and we love like, the Facebook memories and all that, like 11 years ago today, yada, yada, yada. I mean, right. we, we take a moment, and we enjoy that. There's a performative aspect of, of sending out social media about your how happy you are with your family. So you don't Why like are that. You, who are you trying to convince? Okay. Because in social media, you are asking for feedback. Why would I do that with do my family? Do you and your wife do that? With no. You? you don't? No. What's the main reason you don't? I don't want anyone to know what my private life is like. You think it's funny? I don't want to let them in. You think it's funny? Never tell the devil what you love. Mm-hmm. And the devil is the internet. So you're going to talk about the things that are most precious to you and put them out there in, into the, the cyber world for people to comment on and get involved in? I think I think that's poison. You should keep that away from your life. Oh, my God. Well, that's you, my opinion. Well, if that's your opinion, which I, I respect and admire, <laughs> this must kill you about Russ because that's all they do. Well, yeah, it's, it's, part, it's part of the issue for sure. Okay. The brand, right? That's part of his brand. The good, I, I, the good I, man. I got to say, friend. I have seen Russ, though. To give Russ, I'm, KJ, I'm trying to help your guy out right here, man. I'm trying my best. Hey, you're doing you're doing the best you can. I'm doing the best. I, I've seen him, like, out at camp when nobody else is watching, when it does really seem like with the other kids and the families. And, you know, he is habitually the last one off the field because he's spending time with other people that he's not posting about or doing anything about it. I mean, it's like me and a couple of other people that could even see it. It's no big deal. So I do think there's like, all right, I'm just going to go with what you said. He's a good guy. Yeah. Okay. I, yep. I think he's a good teammate. I do too. I think he's, I think you would like most quarterbacks to be like Russell Wilson is in general. He's very encouraging out there. He really does set a good example for the other players. 
I, I, okay. You're giving me the evil eye on no, that no, one no, no, too. No, 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 I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking about you know ways he could be a better teammate. Like that's uh, that's what I was thinking about. I want my quarterback to have a little more edge. I want my quarterback to get upset with a line of questioning every once in a while and tell you that you don't know what you're talking about, Darren, because you never played the game. So how about you sit back and let us work? Oh, that, wow. I, I want okay. my quarterback to not be so political, right? I want him to be a little more raw, a little more vulnerable, and get upset from time to time when things aren't going well. He's 10-20 and 20 in his last 30 games. 10-20. and 20. That's not... That doesn't justify a $50 million a year contract, but that is what he's going to get starting next year, and I want him to have more emotion. All right, I want to dig into this more because I'm definitely getting pushback that I didn't even expect, but I like it. I definitely like it, Nate Jackson. This is The Drive on the Fan. Kane is in the building. It's training camp 2023. Great Range Premium Bison presents The Drive. With Nate Jackson. Payton on, uh, Sean Payne on Javante Williams. Yeah, he's doing well. We'll have a plan. I, I plan on playing him. You know, we'll see pitch count wise towards the end of the week. Um, we'll be smart, but uh, but I do see him getting to play some. Okay. Good to know. The reps, I, mean, I know on the Zokley show, and I, I, I believe Rooftop Richie threw a question in about. The reps. The reps are still very evenly balanced for the most part until they get into the two-minute drill. And then uh, Ben DiNucci just uh, seems to be a passenger on that train, not driving it. When we get into the season, it co- changes completely. Um, but right now, we're, we're the, the rotation of the quarterbacks matches the rotation of the units. You know, and so a 12-play script would be 4-4-4, four, four, and 1s, four, 2s, and 3s. And then, but you know, if we add numbers to that script, but um, yeah, that'll gradually change after the preseason. It was Brandon Stosley that was getting a bug in his bonnet about that. Not one of us uh, useless muggles that never played the game, Nate Jackson. Are they going too much with this split rep four four four? I mean, is it time to? You know, we're doing 12. How's my math? How about 6-4-2? I actually disagree with Stoke on this. I think that they're doing the right thing right now, doing the 4-4-4, because Russell Wilson's not the only guy you need to be evaluating right now. And, in fact, you know Russell Wilson's going to be a starting quarterback. You know the starting unit is pretty much going to be here. Who's going to fill out the back end of your roster? You actually need to learn about those guys. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What are they going to do with some opportunities? And so during training camp is your chance to let everybody have an equal time to, to, to prove themselves. Now, these preseason games are going to be uh, more of that. The second preseason game and then the third, of course, with all those guys trying to make it uh, kind of showing out in that last game. But to me, there's plenty of time to streamline it and give Russell Wilson all these reps. But it's not, And it's also a workload issue you're thinking about for the other ones. So well, Stoke was saying go 6-4-2, right? Well, if you give six reps to the ones, can the ones, the other guys, not named Russell Wilson, handle that many reps in a row? Or do you want to workload those guys as well, the offensive line, the tight ends, the receivers? You want all those guys to get equal reps, and I, and I think that it's fine to do 4-4-4 right now. How many plays... I know this is an ish number, but in your playbook, how many plays you got? How many plays in the playbook? Yeah. It's a difficult question to answer because each play could be run in 15 different ways. Gotcha, yeah. Based on the formation and, you know, the personnel group. Like, ideally, you could run the same play out of any personnel package. You can mm-hmm. do it with two tight ends. You could do it with one tight end. You could do it with four wide receivers. Maybe not four wide receivers, but three, mm-hmm. two, two backs, one back, all that stuff. So you need to know how to run the same play. 
10 different ways. Um, and so it's hard to, to do that. But I would imagine, you know, hundreds. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot. Yeah. I think the one thing that would stand out to people if you really looked at it is how few times you rep a play. You know, you just, I mean, maybe you get to it a couple of times. Yeah. But it's not like you're practicing one play 20 times in a practice. Like, no. let's get this one down. And sometimes you put in you put in a group of plays, and there's plays you, we'd never ever ran. You just you put it in, you install it, and in a game you you never get there. There there's and you put in a game plan, and then you put in your first fifteen plays of the game. You run those, you cross some off, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'd probably end up running maybe twenty percent of the plays that were in the game plan yeah. in the actual game based on what the defense shows you. You know they're not doing what we thought they were and what they're doing here. We can do this against that, and so we just keep doing that thing. If it works, Mike Shanahan, famous for running the same play every like three, four, or five times in a row because they couldn't stop it. Sometimes we make football too complicated, and it is actually a simple game. Well, I think that goes to the you know the Zokley Show question about what are you doing because you know you don't have that many reps. You you do have to make it a priority to get these guys going. I think that is mitigated a little bit this year because they are playing in preseason games. I mean, it is happening, you know, and it just goes to show you what a disaster last year was. Clearly, they should have. I mean, you got a brand new everything here, man. How how else are you going to know how to do this stuff if you don't actually rep it out? And and the answer was, well, they didn't actually. It was an unmitigated disaster. So I'm fine with what they're doing right now because they are scrimmaging and playing in games, and then they go through. Today's practice was odd. Like, there was definitely a Nathaniel Hackett-like tempo to things today as they were just installing stuff with full pads on. I I just thought they would be more aggressive from start to finish in a full padded day. There was a couple periods that were They were, right? Yeah, yeah, and there there were some periods that were, like, definitely walked through, and now we got to this point, okay, now go. And the two-minute drive um, was definitely, you know, full go, no doubt about it. It was just odd. There was an odd pacing and rhythm to how everything went today. And and then you just had to take note of who wasn't practicing and who wasn't in there and, and who was back. So it was good to see Patrick Sertan back. Cortland Sutton is just sort of taking it easy. P.J. Locke went down with a foot injury, but apparently Sean Payton said, you know, he'd be all right. It's not the worst thing in the world. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Elliot Fry got hurt. Yeah, I, with Elliot, it was just a pull. It's it's nothing significant, um, and we, we'll go day to day with with where we're at with the kickers. I've said this to you guys before. You know, um, Brett had a good day today. He's competing. He's competing with himself because he's got 31 other teams. Now, there's probably seven teams that have a a real kicking battle, and so he's competing with the those guys that come out of those clubs. Um, and that doesn't discount us, possibly, if we wanted to bring in another player. Man, that's the plan. Yeah. Well, that's the plan. He just told you that's the plan. So if, if it's not Brett, it's one of those seven kickers that doesn't make that you know team that they're competing on. Okay. So who are those teams? And do we care? Or, or, or let's just wait and see, right? I think it's one of these, okay, Sean, I mean, we're just taking your word for it. I mean, thank God, though, according to Nate Jackson, at least you got rid of Brandon McManus. It has been heartbreaking to see what's going on in Maui. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. Bonneville, our company, has launched a fundraiser to help the folks of Maui. Head to denversports.com, and at the top, 
you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of your donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Again, Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. Football at four with a full rundown of what happened at camp today coming up next. 